Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show today. We have Megan Winters joining us. Megan is the co-founder of Able Eyes and Able View. Uh, these companies work together and they form a virtual tour search platform that helps people with invisible and physical disabilities see and explore places beforehand. Megan, welcome to the show today. So glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So can you please share with our audience, um, well, first of all, how these two companies work hand in hand, what they are, and then tell us a bit more about you. Yeah, I I can do that. So um, I guess I'll maybe back up a little bit to how they came to be. I was, um, I, I was a special education teacher for many years. I taught students on the autism spectrum and um, just identified a need in the world. Uh, so many families that have a children with autism or with any disability are not having the same types of experiences or same quality of, of experiences as families that have children that don't have disabilities, um, creating a lot of isolation. And um, I just thought, you know, these families aren't going to the movies, they're not going to restaurants, they're not traveling. And I knew there just had to be like something that could help. Um, mm-hmm. Like one of the common characteristics for a person on the spectrum is uh, difficulty with transitions. Um, oftentimes they like to keep things very much in routine. And so doing something new is not always an option. Um, mm-hmm. But by providing a something visual that can um, allow them to like see and explore ahead of time, that really decreases that anxiety. So... I attended a conference in Chicago in 2011, um, mm-hmm. where I saw a virtual tour for the first time. And all I can say is that I just knew. I just knew, and it was being used for marketing. It was not for this purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I just knew that this was the thing. This is the thing that could really change people's lives. Um, so I sat on it for several years. Um, still very, very strong in my heart. Um, the other part of my story is that one of my best friends, Jessica, was a wheelchair user. Uh, mm-hmm. She had muscular dystrophy and used a power wheelchair to navigate through life. And so living with her in college, I was really eye-opening as well as to like some of the challenges that come into play for a person with a physical disability. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, Jessica passed away about seven and a half years ago as a result of her muscular dystrophy. Um, and as awful and tragic as that time was, um, I think that Able Eyes was um, 
my way of honoring her. And mm-hmm. probably her passing is what gave me the courage to finally move forward with this dream that I've had. And mm-hmm. I, she knew about it. She was supportive of it. I very, very much believe that she is along along with me on this journey and uh, so proud of everything that we've accomplished. Um, so in 2017, I was an assistant principal at that time. I walked away from the schools um, to, and I like walked away, like, like I was making almost a hundred thousand dollars a year. I was our family's health insurance. Um, and I didn't have a plan, um, other than I wanted to start this business. It, well, it had been in the development phases as far as the website and things, but actually mm-hmm. like putting it out there in the world. And, um, so I took this huge risk. I always talk about how grateful I am for my husband and the fact that he believed in this and was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. But we had no idea how we were going to survive that. And, mm-hmm. and I had no idea how to run a business, like literally no background, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how to create an invoice. I didn't know how to use QuickBooks. I didn't know how to sell things. And I was like, just sitting at my table with my refurbished MacBook that I bought and just trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. um, what Ableize is, is it's a virtual tour search platform. So very much think of it as the Yelp of virtual tours, um, where someone can go to our website um, and people can uh, find their location and find virtual tours in that area to help see and explore. You can look up, you can look down, you can look at the restrooms if they're available. Um, you mm-hmm. might be able to look out towards the parking lot. Um, really accessibility is different for everyone. And it's not just disabilities, uh, you know, people with anxiety or PTSD or yeah. um, we're learning as we do this, that it's helping more people than we ever imagined. Um, so that is kind of how it came to be. And then um, AbleView is, um, I did a pitch competition in January um, with, this is, this is a funny story. So um, I don't know if you know who Grant Cardone is. Um, yeah. Okay. So this was, I, so I had, was reading his, well, actually I had his book back in 2016 and I mm-hmm. hated it. The 10X I didn't like one? him. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Uh, with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just not ready. Like he's just really intense and really aggressive with his words. And I was not in a space to be able to receive that, I don't think, or like have somebody uh, challenge my, like my integrity to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I shut the book and I put it away. Yeah. Um, and then in January of 22, I was cleaning out a cupboard and I found that book again. I kind of opened it up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this another shot because yeah. I'm in a different place in life. Um, my, this is January, I'm planning for the year. I'm going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I opened the book and I loved it this time. Loved it. It re- I like, I resonated with it so much this time around, which was a yeah. lesson in itself, not to just write something off. Yes. Yes. Because so <laughs> it's so easy to do when you have a bad experience with something like we're like never again. Right. Um, so I, I started following Grant on all of his social platforms because I was starting to resonate with the things that he was saying. And um, uh, one day it said that he was live on Facebook. So I clicked on it and it was a uh, pitch competition for tech companies. Mm-hmm. And so I started watching it. it was like a shark tank for tech companies. 
Uh, so I started watching it and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I poked around the website. I will be completely honest. I tried to talk myself out of it. Like I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. My business isn't good enough for that. Or I'm not big enough for that. Like I definitely tried to like talk myself out of it. And then I just said, stop it. Like just apply for it. You have nothing to lose. So I applied for the pitch competition and a few years or a few days later, they um, reached out to me and asked me to be on the show. So in February, I went on their show and I had five minutes to pitch Ableize. So they were looking for um, businesses in the uh, tech businesses in the startup phase or in like still in their idea phase. And so, and we've been working on Ableize for almost four and a half years at that time. And so definitely, but still in the startup phase. Um, and so I did the pitch. It went so well. Uh, everyone said yes. And uh, that started my journey into going into partnership with an incredible tech company that is like turning my life upside down in the very best way. Um, so we are taking right now, Ableize is a photography company so that we shoot the virtual tours, um, but we're also the platform. So the platform where people can find them. And then um, AbleView is going to, right now, AbleView, we're pulling that platform out of AbleEyes and creating AbleView, which mm-hmm. is AbleEyes, it's 10x, it's 10x AbleEyes, I'm telling you. Um, it is so cool and it's going to offer so many accessibility uh, accommodations for people and so much information that is going to just change people's lives. And I, it, it launches um, next, on, the, on the 11th, January 11th on Wednesday. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I am so excited. Oh, as you should be. Oh my goodness. Now, so you're smack in the middle of this, like you're yeah. just a, like a hot moment away from everything. Yes. Coming now, could you explain what this has been like changing, shifting from, okay, you're building for four and a half years. Right. And then now it's, it's, it's exploding. It's all happening. And it's a lot of change all at once. How has that been for you as like the, the, the captain of the ship essentially? Um, Most days I can say I have felt all along this whole journey has been like meant to be like, I've just have felt like this is my purpose in this world Um, Mm -hmm. I am willing to go with this journey where it takes me. Uh, However, just like applying for the the pitch itself, um, Mm -hmm. I've had moments of imposter syndrome. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, how can I be in the room with people that are millionaires and billionaires? And like, Mm -hmm. I'm just a little, I, you know, I just live in a little farm town in Michigan. And, you know, I definitely have moments of imposter syndrome that have snuck in. And uh, so that's something that I'm constantly overcoming, uh, but getting so much more comfortable with um, as this kind of all unfolds. And I just, again, I like, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so um, I just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. So that moment where you just went and you did it, what was that like for you just from the moment of clicking the button and then sitting there and giving the pitch <laughs> later, um, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, clicking the button, actually, I would say, um, and I wish I could even think of, remember what chapter of the book. There was something from 
the book that I read in Grant's, Grant's book that I was reading that was like, stop it, like just stop it and like do, like do this thing. Um, we are in our own way so often. Like I literally had nothing to lose. Like why wouldn't I just apply for it? Even if I yeah. never heard from them, who cares? Like mm-hmm. that is, it, it's not meant to be them. Um, so I, there was something about that moment that there was, a, there was a, something from that book that just said, do it. Um, and then going into the pitch, um, I have historically had, uh, some anxiety around public speaking and mm-hmm. I've gotten so much better over the years, mm-hmm. but still, of course, have butterflies before things like that. And, um, I, practiced in front of my kids I practiced in front of my friends and my like everybody what I was doing um yeah. I went into that pitch with like so much comfort and ease and just feeling like this is uh, the right thing to do like I just felt really comfortable more comfortable with this than anything else um yeah. not to say I wasn't nervous and I really was nervous when um it just like was really it was a really abrupt start and I didn't like really get to like catch my thoughts and I uh was like all of a sudden okay go and yeah there was like an awkward silence um but I moved past it and uh, you know after the pitch everyone was so so supportive and uh, it was a really great experience oh wow so while you're in the middle of all this what do you do to like ground yourself and take care of yourself yeah, great question. I have a really, really uh, like non-negotiable morning routine. Mm-hmm. I um, get up in the morning. I um, write in my journal. I have a gratitude journal and a, a goal-setting journal. Mm-hmm. I read a book for a little while, so I fill my body with some information or inspiration to help me through mm-hmm. my day. I, mm-hmm. I, I do a meditation and mm-hmm. I exercise. Like those are my non-negotiables. And I think without those, um, back when I was in the school, uh, life was so, and not that life isn't busy, it's just a different kind of busy now, but it was so different when I had to rush my, you know, be out the door by 7.15 and I had to have kids ready and I had to, you know, there was literally not time for all of those things. And I'm going to, I'm here to say I work way more than I ever worked back then. Um, It just looks different now. And, um, but I love having the freedom and to make myself a priority. And that was, that's not the case necessarily when you have an eight to five job and kids and family. And so it's really hard to make yourself a priority. And, um, you know, being self-employed has given me an opportunity to really kind of go on a personal journey and um, really make myself a priority. Isn't it fascinating how once we say yes to the thing that we're that we want to create, that we want to bring into the world, that then it also gives us the opportunity to take care of ourselves. It well it demands it. Yes, it does for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what do you think it would be like? if, if you didn't do all of that, well, how, I guess, how does that make you feel? What does that do for you? How does it serve you all of that? Uh, well, I would, I, if I was to label myself, I would probably label myself as an introvert. Um, Mm. I require, uh, like, like recharge time. If I am at say like going to a networking event or an, you know, an event that has a lot of people, 
uh, those are things that I usually require recharge time for. Mm -hmm. Um, By doing those things in the morning, I feel like I've created more space for uh, like to deplete from. So, um, you know, if I woke up with a, maybe say a half a tank and, um, but by doing those things, I've now put myself up to like a full tank or three quarters of a tank. I have three quarters of a tank or a full tank to work on all day long. And it makes me better at all things. I am a better wife. I am a better mother. I am a better at business. I am better at life because I do those things. Oh, that's such a beautiful way to put it. And I so feel you on that. I built the very same way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is this idea of I got to fill up because otherwise, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, nothing is else is going to happen the way it needs to happen today. Yep. So true. So right now, while, while you're getting ready to launch and you're transitioning from this, you know, to what you were doing before to this bigger expanded version, how's that changed life for you and how you work and what's happening? Uh, well, one of the fun things, and you will probably uh, appreciate this is that I have uh, brought my husband on board to uh, help out with um, the able eyes portion of the business so that I can really focus on AbleView and making sure that that gets out in the world. Um, What we're offering on this new platform is um, so much more that, like I said, than the original and that's AbleView. I've been, it's a VU at the end of it. Um, A lot because it's so new, nobody knows how it's spelled and they sometimes think it's the word. Um, But he um, has been, and I think this has been part of my journey too, is when when I started Ableize, uh, I think um, it was something that I had to do by myself, for like for me, by me. Like I think he would have helped me back then, but I wasn't. I don't think I was ready to accept help. And I got to this point this year where I just hit this a moment of overwhelm, and I I sent him a text. I was I was doing a whole bunch of virtual tours and. Um, Starlevoy, Michigan, um, mm. that, that day. And, um, I sent him a text and I said, I need help. Said, you can say, no, I won't be mad. If you say no, I said, we could reevaluate it. And I want you to do what makes you happy. Um, and he immediately was like, I'll do it. And he has been so excited and like, it has lit him up, um, more than I've seen him like that. Like he's so happy right now doing this. And I think he would have been a long time ago. I just wasn't ready to accept help yet. Yeah. Um, and now I'm so grateful for it. I wish I would have done it sooner. <laughs> well, at least you were discerning to know when you were in a place. Cause I think when you work with your partner, your spouse, whomever that it is, um, it adds a different dynamic that, uh, you know, work and life can spill into each other. And so that you have to be in a place where that can be um, managed for lack of a better right. word that comes to mind. And yeah. so has that changed things for you? What's it like? Uh, no, so far it's been great. I, um, I actually in October, which was before this text message or before I'd asked him to help out, um, mm-hmm. I started renting an office outside of the house. So, um, so I have a space outside of the house. He is still working from home. So we are actually working in separate spaces mm-hmm. and, um, we even things like yesterday, we scheduled a zoom meeting 
from I was at the office, he was at, at home, but I, I needed to show him how to do something. And so, you know, we pulled up screen share and we zoomed. Um, yeah. And we have made an agreement that we don't talk about work once we go to bed. Like that's, that is not a time to talk about work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm sure that we'll learn along the way, but my plan is to like teach him the ropes of able eyes and let him like, let that be his thing. Like, let that be his baby. And, you know, really allow me to focus on able views that will, um, and they'll feed into each other. So when, um, when somebody wants a virtual tour and they reach out to him, those customers would also subscribe to able view. So to have a business listing on able view. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and the vice versa happens where um, somebody that signs up, creates a business listing for able view, if they want a virtual tour, they're directed back to Able Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, definitely like a lot of connection between the two, but they're two different things. So it, you work with businesses that want to yeah. provide yeah. the service. So if somebody hears this in their business, yeah. they contact you to come in and, and take care of that. Explain yeah, that to and, me. Sorry, I said that very yeah, clumsily. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll explain uh, AbleView and what that new platform is going to look like and that will feed into this. Um, so AbleView um, is going to be a, a platform like, like again, you know, the Yelp of, of virtual tours or um, accessibility, maybe more so accessibility information is the focus of AbleView. Um, mm-hmm. So these business listings, a business would pay $2.99 per year, which is such an insignificant amount of money. Um Yes. And, and that's really important because we work with um, ice cream shops and we work with universities mm-hmm. and hospitals. And so yeah. like we have to find a number that can work for everyone. And at the end of the day, we have unlimited potential customers. Like anybody that is in a brick and mortar business open to the public could be on AbleView. Um, yeah. So we're, we're never going to run out of businesses to work with. Um, mm-hmm. So we really wanted to make it very affordable. Um, so their business listing would, um, you know, have their uh, business name, logo, business description. Um, if they have virtual tours, they would add them there. And if they don't, that's okay too. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody, I mean, that is, I think, best practice is to have virtual tours. But if, if it's not the right time, or maybe somebody's like making physical changes to their space and they don't want to invest in that right now, that's fine. They can mm-hmm. still have a business listing, which is different than the original and I think better. Um, there is also a photo library section, which is new from the original. So Mm -hmm. businesses could, um, go out and take pictures of their, um, accessible parking spaces, or they could take pictures of their curb cuts, or they could take pictures of like their entryway or their accessible stalls, or, you know, maybe some just things around their business that they think would be relevant. And and really it's also great for just marketing in general. Um, there's room for text information so people can describe um, those spaces within their business. So there's up to 36 pictures. Um, so 36 text boxes also. And then we have an accessibility checklist that allows businesses to check off the things that they have. Um, but we don't, we don't point out what people don't have. Like that is never what we will do. Um, this right. is a tool to empower people to make decisions based on information. And so with the new platform, we're just providing more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so only what they, the businesses check off as yes, goes into their profile. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is uh, like a Google listing, what, like a map to get there, their address, phone number, email, website, uh, you know, for people to learn more. And then I think my favorite part of it is that there is a section for um, accessibility questions. So yeah. if a person is, um, I'll say hotels is, is, a, is a great example. So it's common in hotels for underneath the bed, there is um, like a kind of a, a board around the mm-hmm. bottom of the bed. It's intended yeah. for people so people don't lose things. Um, however, for somebody that uses a wheelchair and ha- requires a Hoyer to get into bed, they cannot get a Hoyer. The Hoyer slides underneath the bed to get somebody onto the bed. So that's a really important piece of information for somebody to have before they visit a hotel. Um, so yeah. if, let's say, their whole business listing doesn't show like the right angles to see that, they can ask that question. That question yeah. would then be submitted to the business. The business would respond accordingly say, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's open in our accessible rooms. And then um, then that would they can decide to make that public or private. So if mm-hmm. it's a something that's relevant to other people, that becomes mm-hmm. part of their profile. And if it's, um, again, just want to be really careful, like if somebody maybe had a negative experience or if somebody was maybe a little ouchy in the way that they approached it, um, mm-hmm. they could make it private. And so we are really yeah. trying to highlight businesses um, and show the features that they have, definitely um, keep it in a positive light. Oh, that's such a good angle because yeah, you never know. Some, some people just get saucy and yeah, yeah. And you know, are going to say negative things, which could put people off. But if it is the focus on, no, this is just, we want people to be able to have an understanding mm-hmm. of, of yeah. what to expect like that. It's really intentional and smart. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, I'm even thinking as you're talking, I had this experience with my daughter the other week. Uh, I had to drop her off at one of the local high schools to go watch her boyfriend wrestle. And she, the anxiety that rolled over the sweet 14 year old of mine, Mm -hmm. um, just having to get out of the car and walk in. And I'm, I was trying to explain to her, because I've been in this place before where to go, what it's like, because she's yeah. you know begging me to come out and go in with her and my you're capable you you need to do this on your own <laughs> right and um to have been able to access that before and like virtually sort of guide her through would have mm-hmm. made a world of difference because that's essentially what I had to do I had to pull up point there like emotionally help, help her emotionally manage herself for a while yeah and then get her out. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. Like I walked away or I drove away almost crying. Mm-hmm. No, I hear that all the time from parents. Yeah. Like parents that do not have a child with a, a disability or a diagnosed disability. Um, it's really, it, it, so we did some market research recently going into Ableview that was part of the process. Um, so that's mm-hmm. sending out a questionnaire to people, um, all over. So just sending a questionnaire out to people and saying, you know, what, what features are important to you when you go someplace. And um, most of them were like your common accessibility features. But one really surprised me, um, or I just hadn't thought of it was several people of size responded to the survey and said, uh, I am a person of size. And when I go to a restaurant, I'm, I need to know that there are chairs without armrests. Because that makes me feel confined when there are armrests or booths. 
Um, and so I want to see the types of tables and chairs that are at a restaurant before I go. So I make sure that it accommodates my needs. Mm-hmm. And I thought, of course, like that's just another application of why mm-hmm. people need to just have information before they go. And that's going to benefit those businesses because those businesses are then going to be attracting those people that maybe otherwise wouldn't go there out of fear of the unknown. Oh, exactly. Well, and it's, it's communication and some of the, like some of our foundational work has to do with, with how to effectively communicate and it involves expectations and assumptions. And you address that directly with this, mm-hmm. which that clears up so much for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I like, this is something I, I would use um, if I, even if I was not to the founder of it, um, if I knew that this existed in the world, I would use it. Yeah. Well, since this does exist, where, <laughs> how can people find you? I know actually by the time this is out, you will have launched. So okay. where will people be able to find you? Um, if they're a business wanting to, to have you come in, wanting to subscribe, all of this. And where do people go just to utilize your services? Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll give both. So, um, you know, for the actual like virtual tour itself, that's ableize, um, A-B-L-E-E-Y-E-S dot org. Um, and then ableview is A-B-L-E-V-U dot com. So a little tricky there with the dot org and the dot com. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, and then obviously um, I'm really active on LinkedIn. Uh, we have social platforms on, um, we're active on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, a little bit on Twitter, but also on LinkedIn for our, our, our business page. So um, that is one of the ways, one of the primary ways that we try to make sure people know what we're doing. And we, we always highlight the businesses that we're working with. And that's where you can find those businesses that we are highlighting. Oh, fantastic. Well, Megan, you're doing fantastic, fantastic work in the world. Thank you for sharing this with us. And so that we can communicate this more. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Hmm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.